and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centered, word-based and spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that your word is alive. It's alive here today. Lord, you've come to speak. You've come to download. You've come to impart. You've come to shift. You've come to illuminate. You've come to change. You've come to break through. I thank You, Lord. You've come to release. And Father, I thank You right now that You're the voice within my voice. And I love the way, Lord, that You can take what I say and speak to each one personally right where they're at. I thank You for an open heaven. I thank You for open hearts. Holy Spirit, have Your way and have Your say. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Who's ever asked themselves the question, where am I? Anyone ever, ever, ever asked yourself that question, where am I? You know, back in the day when I would travel a lot internationally, uh, there would be some Sunday, some weekends where I would preach in two different countries in one day, particularly in Europe. So I might preach say, in London in the morning and then in Amsterdam at night or Lausanne in the morning and in Frankfurt at night. And I mean, add to that jet lag, I would sometimes be getting out of the bed in the middle of the night looking for the bathroom, uh, banging into a wall and like, where am I? (laughs) Anyone had that experience? You think think you're at home. And, you know, if you want to... If you want to get somewhere and you're going to use GPS, you need to put on something called location services in order to locate where you are now in order to get to somewhere where you're going. And so I'm believing in this time together this morning, God's going to turn on the location services. And I pray that you would you would be able to locate yourself where you are in this season. I felt the Lord say to me, it's probably about six months ago now, but it's still, still relevant. He said to me, Vicky, the church is on the road to Emmaus. The church is on the road to Emmaus. So we're going to, we're going to prophetically unpack this story. And I do ask that you listen with your spiritual antenna up because I'm going to identify four stages on this journey. This is a journey of two who travelled from Jerusalem to a place called Emmaus. From Jerusalem to Emmaus. And we are leaving, as it were, one era and heading to another. We, the church, are in transition. We are still in transition. Some people think that once lockdown's finished and we're back in church, as it were, that it's kind of back to where we were. Oh, no. We are moving from one era to another. Actually, um, Pastor Brad Allison will remember this. Do you remember the Rubik's Cube word that I had? I don't know what year that was, if that was 2018. Um, I came and I spoke to the ACC pastors of this region and the Lord had given me a vision in 2017 of, of the Lord Jesus with a Rubik's Cube. And you can see the amplified version of, of this vision on YouTube. Just Google Rubik's Cube Church and it'll... It'll come up. But um, I'm, I'm just saying that for those of you who are familiar with this, 
I saw the Lord Jesus with a Rubik's Cube and he started to, you know, like those really, those dudes that should do it really quickly, right? But once he'd done that, uh, I noticed that he had sort of done it in reverse. He hadn't solved it. As we know, a Rubik's Cube to be solved. He messed it up. And he still wasn't happy. And he went, and he kind of made it all askew. So it wasn't even a cube anymore. And I kind of went, what, what is that? And the Lord said, it's my church. There's a new wineskin coming. Ask my people, are they willing to relinquish control? So that was 2017 and me not knowing what on earth that actually meant. I started to kind of share it. Felt each one of these was a paradigm shift. And, um, and then at the outset of 2020, the Lord said to me, the Rubik's Cube is in full swing. A couple of weeks ago, he said to me, the Rubik's Cube is still in motion. And so we are in this place of transition, of transformation. God creating a new wineskin. We are the wineskin people, so you know. (laughs) He's changing us. And I'm going to prophetically unpack this story of Emmaus. And I want you to see this story against the backdrop of what God is doing in this nation. It applies to us personally, but applies to us collectively as the church. So Luke 24, verse 13. Now behold, two of them were travelling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. So these two was a fellow named Cleopas and an unnamed friend of his, and they were disciples of the Lord Jesus. They were believers. They were followers of the Lord during His earthly ministry, and they had just witnessed the crucifixion. They just, things had not gone to plan. They were not expecting this. They were of the belief that the Lord Jesus was going to establish his rule and reign there and then in you know, overthrow the Roman Empire, establish, you know, God's people, Israel, back in their rightful position. And to see Jesus crucified as a common criminal, it was just, it had not gone to plan, was not what they expected. Their dreams and their hopes were all, all dashed. And here they are heading to Emmaus from one place to another. So stage one on this journey, let's have a look at stage one. Verse 15, it says, So it was while they conversed and reasoned. So it was while they conversed and reasoned. So stage one is conversing and reasoning. Conversing and reasoning. So that's that's our first natural response to when things don't go to plan, to when we are absolutely bamboozled, like our heads are just not coping with changes of events, with the unexpected, conversing and reasoning. And, and that's what they were trying to do. And it's a natural thing to do because we, it's, it's one of the ways we process. And some of us are more verbal processors than others. Any other Italian women in the building? I am a verbal processor big time. I do not suffer in silence. You want to know what's going on? You know, even if I'm not saying anything, not hard to read me. 
But these two, they were conversing and reasoning about what had happened. This wasn't meant to happen. Like we thought, wasn't he the Messiah? He was going to save us. He was going to deliver us from the, the Roman rule. Like that, so so that, and that's when COVID broke out and things got turned on their head and I mean, we could no longer gather and just everything, just the unexpected came out of left field, affected us, affected many of us financially, affected us emotionally, affected us. I was greatly affected by the border closures, especially the border between the East and the People's Republic of Western Australia. That really, I don't even, I cannot even repeat some of the things that I would, I would say um, towards Chairman McGowan at that time. But, you know, it, it, man, I cannot begin to tell you the the pressure. I mean, I started to wrestle myself with anxiety attacks. I, I hadn't, I, I um, used to suffer with them in my 20s and, and hadn't had any in, in all that time. And, but I know there are people here today and it was exactly the same for you. The unpredictable, the unknown, the things that didn't, the weddings that didn't happen, you know, the gatherings that didn't take place, the, the losses, the, 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 the funerals that didn't happen, the things that didn't go to plan. And, and to naturally process, to converse and reason is the first stage. You can't actually avoid it. It is necessary. It is, it is how we respond as people to these sort of things. It, it's stage one, but it's not where we stay. It's not where we stay. And Jesus himself drew near and went with them. And verse 16, but their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. <laughs> this is very interesting. Yeah, Jesus himself drew near. These were disciples of the Lord Jesus and they did not recognise. Now here he was, the resurrected Christ. He drew near on the, in, in the midst of this journey, right there at stage one, when they're still in this natural space, they're still trying to understand. I kind of see it like this. It's kind of like a filing cabinet. And, you know, you're going through looking for a folder. Anyone ever, you're kind of looking for something. You know it's in that, it, it, I'm sure it's in that filing cabinet. I'm looking for that thing. And you go through, first drawer, it's not there. Second drawer, I'm often like this with car insurance. I don't know why it is. Every year I can't find the policy from the last, boom, going through. It's not there. But many of us, we go back again and we go looking for the answer in the same places that we've been looking before. And we've been going through, boom, the file, the, is it there in YouTube? Boom, is it there on Facebook? Is it there on Instagram? Oh no, it's got to be there in YouTube. And it's all a part of this natural space of conversing and reasoning. But the thing was that Jesus was there. He drew near. He wasn't afar off. He drew near. And I want to declare today that from the outset of this journey, Jesus has been near. He's been walking alongside of us. Whether we felt it, seen it, recognised it, acknowledged it, is beside the point. He has been near all along. And many of us, like these two, have had eyes that have not recognised Him. They're busy. What were they busy? They were busy conversing and reasoning. We're busy conversing and reasoning. And Jesus says to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? What kind of conversation is it? I love the NIV version. He asks them, 
what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. They stood still, their faces downcast. I just want to raise our awareness today of the kind of conversation that we're having. Jesus asked them, what kind of conversation are you having? And it says they stood still, their faces downcast. Our conversation is important because it will affect two things. It will affect our mood and our movement. They stood still. There's some of you here today and you're stuck. There's, there's, to all intents and purposes, it looks like all is going well and yes, you're back in the house of God and you praise the Lord, you're all good. But you know inside, you're stuck. There's, there's, and, and God today wants to ask you the question, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another? They stood still. And one of whose name, one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, now this cracks me up, this is hilarious. Are you, he says this to Jesus, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things? Everyone say the things. Have you not known the things which happen there in these days? Jesus says to them, what things? They said to him, the things. We would do this, the things. I've been doing that a lot too. They said to him, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened. Things. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us when they did not find his body. They came saying they'd also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. So things, 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 things. We're not in denial of the things. Okay, we're not in denial of the things. Things have gone down. I've got some... We've all, got, we've all had some things and things hadn't gone to plan for these disciples. Things haven't gone, hadn't gone to plan for us. 2020, 2021, for some of us, 2022 has already had some curveballs. And, and, and here they are. Now, now they're, they're, I tell you what, the best thing that happened is that Jesus, by his own, his own initiative, draws near to them. Even though they don't know they're talking to Jesus, he's listening. I feel there's someone here today, I've preached this message many times now, but I've never gone on this particular, this this has just dropped into my spirit. There's somebody here today and there's a lot going on. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of confusion. And and you don't even know, you think you're talking into thin air. You just don't, you just, and sometimes you're talking to others. Sometimes it's just in the privacy of your room, you're just your agony, but the Lord has drawn near. Jesus, He is listening. He's listening to your things. These things are real, they're painful, but the Lord wants to do something in the midst of your things. I feel to prophesy today over those of you, you've got things going on in your family. To those of you who've got things going on in your business, in your workplace. Some of you, you've been so dislocated in this time. A lot of things going down. 
Jesus is in the midst and He has got a plan. We're on this journey. We're on this trajectory. You are heading somewhere. There is a destination. And the one who is leading you is there, even though you don't feel Him, you don't see. I'm talking to those today and you're battling with doubt. Your faith has taken a, a real knock in this season. You don't know if you're ever gonna be the way that you were before. And I've got a word for you. No, you won't be. You will not be the same. None of us will be the same. He doesn't want us to be the same because He is doing this new thing and that new thing is in us. It is in us. So I prophesy hope today to whoever you are where you've lost your hope, where you don't know if you, if you can go on. You feel like them. You were stuck and downcast. But I speak the release of the Lord today that you'll get unstuck, that your mood will be lifted, joy will return, hope will return and you have a new vision a new vision for your future. And so they download, they download the things, the things. And what does Jesus say to them? Because they, they've just said, look, we're suffering right now. It's because of this, because, I mean, because Jesus got crucified. Like this wasn't meant to happen. And what does, what does Jesus say? Oh, oh, my heart breaks for you. I'm so sorry for the pain I've put you through. No, this is what he says. Verse 25. Oh, foolish ones. <laughs> and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken. He rebukes them. He flat out rebukes them. So on this road to Emmaus, in stage two, there is correction. There is correction. Stage one, conversing and reasoning, trying to find understanding in all natural places. And we've seen that outworked. People trying to make sense of what's happened. People trying to, you know, look at all these different places for answers and understanding. But then Jesus comes alongside and He rebukes them and then He proceeds to teach them. It says, then they drew near to the village where they were going. And he, Oh no, hang on, that's not it. No, 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 no. Sorry, wrong verse. Ought not the Christ. Here we go. Sorry. Verse 25. Oh, foolish ones. Yep, you just scaffolafarch up the side of the head. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So they're worried about the things, the things, the things. Jesus comes and says, guys, I'm going to teach you some things. I'm going to teach you about the one thing, the most important thing, the thing that is the first and the last, the alpha and the omega and everything in between. I'm going to teach you about me. I prophesy today, it is about, this is, it was about Jesus, it is about Jesus and it will always be about Jesus. This journey is about Him. We're not going to get a revelation of why coronavirus happened. We're not going to get revelations as to what's the best thing to do or not to do, where to go, where not to go. No, our revelation is going to be about Him. This is a journey of increasing revelation about Jesus. I love you guys. You are so, 
That's one thing. Horizon Church has not lost the cheer squad. Praise God. That's, that's been a while that most churches at the moment are a bit quiet. You know, so that's, I'm kind of like, oh, I've got to get, got to get used to that again, you know. <laughs> I felt the Lord say to me um, not long ago, Vicky, the most, the, the most important thing you can cultivate in this season is a teachable spirit. A teachable spirit is a humble spirit. When you don't allow yourself to be corrected and taught, we have a problem. The Lord wants to teach. We are, for the most part, if I was to just assess where we, the church, I'm talking the contemporary church. Let me, I feel my first and primary call has always been to this nation. I believe we're in for the most part, stage two. We're being corrected and taught. We're being adjusted. And this is, a, it's, it's, this is a key stage. This is really important because it propels us to the next stage. Get ready. Get ready to be corrected in things that you did not see coming. Those of you who are, have any form of ministry or leadership in your life, this is a time for us to follow. Don't worry if you don't have the answers because we have this idea that leaders, leaders, we need to know so people follow us. We need to be following Jesus more closely than ever before. And if we don't know the answer, we don't know the answer. If we don't know what to do, we don't know what to do. If it's too big for us, it's too big for us. So this, this stage of being corrected and taught, I believe there's coming as well a restoration of the ministry of the teacher. But it's not as we have known it before. I'm seeing this teaching prophetic combo going on. So, you know, a teacher is an explainer. A preacher is a proclaimer. A teacher is an explainer. Just a very, very simple definition. And teachers are responsible for explaining the Word of God, explaining the Logos. But then there's something called the prophet who declares what God is saying, right? The Logos is what God has said. And when the Spirit of God breathes on the Logos, it becomes rhema, what God is saying, well, I see this combo of teaching and the prophetic where God, there will be the ministry of explaining what God is saying. Does that make sense? So I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a preacher. I'm, I'm rhino, one point for the most part, right? And I'm, I'm proclaiming something. I'm proclaiming. But the teacher comes in and explains. And I just see this incredible coming together of, of, the, of the Word of God and the prophetic. And it's not that they've been separate, far from it, but there's just going to come just this richness of God's Word. I saw it like a deluge of a waterfall. I saw this waterfall in the Spirit, and it was bigger than any natural waterfall I'd ever seen, bigger than Niagara, bigger than Victoria Falls, it, and the, the sound well, boom, it was loud. And the Lord said to me that there's a deluge of revelation coming. And 
revelation comes when things in the Word are revealed. And do you know what? What's more, we're going to see that there are some things we've believed that aren't actually in the Word. We've still got some religious thinking in 2022. And do you know what? There's some thinking that has come from other sources other than the Word that we're going to say, oh, thought it was God because it rhymed. <laughs> and, and we need to have the humility yeah, to say, you know what? That's Gee, that's, yeah. maybe we got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, it did sound good. <laughs> but, but it was not actually in the Word. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I said, God, bring it on, show me, you know. But I can't imagine these two, it probably wasn't that overly comfortable, the Lord coming and starting to correct them initially, initially. But it says, then they drew near to the village where they were going and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him saying, abide with us for it is toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went to stay with them. He says, pivotal, just picture him, okay. The two, they're walking on the road to Emmaus. Jesus draws alongside. The Lord is teaching them, teaching them, teaching them. And they come to their destination. Jesus is like, okay, see you guys. And they are like, no, please. They kind of let sue him. No, stay with us, please. This is stage three. I call it compelling and constraining. Compelling, and it is the place of hunger. It is a place of desperation. It is a place that we now need you more than we need to know. We, 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 more, about, more than the things, more than the things, we need you. We, something's happening. We're sensing something. They actually say in, uh, in, in, in one of the later verses, uh, verse 32, and they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us? while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the Scriptures, you know you're approaching stage three when your heart starts to burn. I'm telling you, our hearts are going to burn like never before. Our heart, the enemy has tried to put the flames out in many of your hearts. But God, it was coming a renewal, a renewal of the fire within our hearts. And it came through the, the teaching of the Word of God. It came through an encounter with Jesus. It came through a refocus of the things onto Him. Oh man, there've been so many things. I, I, I just don't want to even get started. I sometimes think if you're just as passionate about the Gospel as you were about those things. Thank you, Lord. So... They compelled him to stay. If that hadn't happened, if they hadn't have done that, this next stage wouldn't have happened. So it's pivotal. It's important. If you feel like you've got a bit, I mean, gosh, I mean, the last couple of years knocked the stuffing out of a lot of us. But it's that place again, it's that place again coming before him. Do something in my heart, Lord. Do something. God, I need that kind of fire back. I need... I need you to restore some things that were lost. God, I need to hear from you afresh. I, I, some of you are going to hear from him in, in new ways. I believe we're all going to find shifts of, of how we relate to the Lord. You might find he's not where he was before. 
You just might find that the way that you would encounter God and even some of, you know, perhaps your traditions and disciplines, not that they were bad. No, they were very good and they served you well. But in this new era, you know, you might find that they're a bit stale. He's not turning up the way he used to. You know, it's sort of not. And so just be open. Be open to find him. I, I, my spiritual, my, my relationship with the Lord has for the most part been noisy. I pray loud. You know, I, um, I find that I get clarity when I speak. So literally, like in my prayer time and just even when I'm preparing a message, as I start to preach, just even to myself, it starts to flow. I start to, um, I pray loud, I sing loud. I'm in the car, loud, loud, loud. But I'm finding, it's even too loud for me these days. I'm finding I'm too loud for me. And I'm finding for me, now this is just for me personally, I've got to kind of start making more space for the silent, which is flipping hard, just for the record, right? But just this stillness, this, this, this quiet place, this listening space, it's just different. And that doesn't even do it justice. So just want to alert you to the fact that don't get discouraged. Tim, don't get discouraged that, that by the way, that was, a, that was an awesome tide. Me- Seriously, that really, that really encouraged me. Um, but I see that even in your reading of the, in, of the Word and the way you interact with the Word of God, there's a greater teaching mantle coming on you. Teaching, and you are going to be one of these ones, says the Lord, who carries this dual anointing, teaching and prophetic, teaching and prophetic. And I see you increasingly delegating things that you have carried and held close to yourself. I hear the Lord saying that it's time for you as a Paul to consider your Timothys in a new measure, in a new way. There is a releasing that's going to take place. I see a shift I see God doing some relocation and some repositioning. But I see you uh, starting to see yourself through different eyes. I don't even know how old you are. How old are you? 35. Yeah, I see it's like a shift spiritually of this kind of new, um, you know, like you are well past adolescence in the natural. But I just see spiritually, it's like you're going from this, a you thing into a fathering thing. I know you're a dad in the natural, but there's a greater, there's a greater weight, a greater responsibility. And I see you in part, in part, in part, in part. So you're going to have space to receive that prophetic revelation of the Lord. So don't be concerned. You will relate to the Word differently in a new way, a different way. But I see it giving you like another flippant. You're going to go from a V6 to a V8. It's like this, yeah, to your ministry and your relationship with the Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, So, stage three. I've got size 16 font and I'm squinting. Oi, 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 oi. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. 
Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. Vanished. Mission accomplished. Stage four. This is where we're heading. Stage four is the stage of revelation. Revelation, I call it revelation and renewal. It's where the heart, the heart was on fire and their eyes were open. Their eyes were open and they knew Him. Emmaus is where they saw Jesus. People who'd followed Him. People who had followed Him now knew Him. Knew Him in this new season, this season of the resurrected Christ. Before He was about to be ascended to the Father, they knew Him. And He's coming to us differently now. I believe we're going to know Him in a new way. I believe there are aspects of Jesus that have not even been revealed to us. I believe that we who even have walked with the Lord for many years, we're going we're we're to start to see things that we never saw. I have a conviction that in this new era, we are going to understand what it is to worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and to be those who are carriers of His Kingdom. We don't know Kingdom. We know, honestly, I just have this, we do, we, our knowledge of the Kingdom is a drop in the bucket of that which God wants to reveal. In the last couple of decades, we have uh, understood and grown in revelation of His church, of, 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 of the church, but the church is a part of the Kingdom. God's gonna open our eyes to the Kingdom and to His King. So where are you on the road to Emmaus? Stage one. Now I find I can still go back into stage one if I don't watch it. Watch it. Conversing and reasoning, it just takes one news report. <laughs> Honestly, just take one, um, I've just spent one week in Perth and I I nearly lost my salvation just watching the news again and I'm like, (laughs) honestly, during, especially during 2020, you know, I'd be checking social media, see what's happening, see who's saying what and I'd be in my bedroom, my husband be in the lounge and he'd say, he'd, he'd yell out, are you... Actually, this is what he says. Stop reading the comments. Because he could hear me. I'd be going, oh, what? Come on. Because I'd be getting upset about stuff that people I don't even know are saying and, and, and getting upset at people who I don't even know, commenting on the person who I don't even know. It's true. So it's easy to go back to this conversing and reasoning where you're emotionally downcast, where you're stuck. Are you in stage two? Are you in stage two? I I believe we need, I I feel to do this today before before we finish, just to collectively, just as a a church, as God's people, to, to submit ourselves to the correction of the Lord. Lord, show us. Show us what, we're, what is there in us. Lord, create, my prayer is creating me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit with me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. So stage two, corrected and taught. Conviction. Conviction is the, 
is a sign of that. You're feeling some conviction. You're being corrected and taught. Being open to being wrong is so important. Stage three, compel and constrain, where we're hungry for Him, more than hungry for our rights. Hungry for Him. Stage four, revelation and renewal. Eyes open, hearts burning. It's really interesting, you know, because there is actually another stage. There is another stage and it's, the, and it's the stage where they return to Jerusalem to share with the others what they'd seen, what they'd experienced, to spread the Word. Jesus is alive. I want to declare today, Jesus is alive. He's still alive. Didn't, this didn't take Him by surprise. And whilst us prophets have re- copped a bit of a caning, from uh, some people about why didn't the prophets tell us this was coming? Well, some of us actually did. We didn't know it was going to come by means of a coronavirus, but we knew something was going to go down. (laughs) It's not easy being a prophet. Don't want to be a prophet. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. But Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Some of you today, I believe the Lord wants to reconnect. You need to come back. There's, there's some of you today and your faith has, has grown cold over the last couple of years because of the things. Because of the things, I understand. It's been a rough, rough ride. But you pass, we're passing through that stage. We get, we're heading somewhere. We're, we're heading to this new day, this new era. Every move of God. I'm not a church historian. I'm not an expert. But I notice a pattern that generally before a significant move of God, there's some new revelation from the Word. Something that hasn't been seen before. It's exciting, eh? I find it exciting. So if you're here today, I want you to consider today your relationship with Jesus because you need to be walking with Him to be on this road. Are you lost today? You don't know where am I? Where am I? You don't know where you are. And the Lord, the Lord wants wants you to walk with Him. Walk with Him. You know, when I gave my heart to Jesus, it was a simple of God, if you're real, you know, I, I can't do this alone. I need you. That was how I became a Christian. Like Jesus was... It was that simple. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't, I didn't understand it all. I feel like there's someone here today and God, God wants you to start this journey of knowing Him, of knowing Him. Or maybe you're here and you say, Vicky, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. I've, I've received Jesus, but oh, something has really been damaged in terms of my faith in the last couple of years, or maybe even before that. Perhaps you're here and this season has has caused you to look again, to look again, to come back. So I'd love you all to close your eyes just for a moment, would you please? And consider, just consider right now, what's your spiritual condition? What's your relationship like with the Lord Jesus? Do you need to receive Jesus for a first time? To admit your need for God, 
Well, I'd love to lead you in a prayer right where you are. We're going to do that in a moment. Or maybe you're here and you need to come back. You need to get right. You need Him. You're stuck. There's stuff going down in your soul. You need help. I see the Lord Jesus putting His hand out on the road and saying, come on, take my hand. Let's walk together. Let's walk together. That's you this morning. Can I just ask you to indicate by just giving me a wave, put your hand up. Say, yep, God bless you. God bless you, mate. It's awesome. Anyways, God bless you. A couple up the back. That's fantastic. God bless you, sweetheart. Is there anybody else? Yeah, that's me. I just want to, I want to get right, get right with, thanks, buddy. Good on you. Yeah, God bless you, sweetheart. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I feel like there's a couple more. I'm just going to wait a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else? Just put your hand up. God's knocking, 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 saying, yeah, God bless you, sweetheart. Great decision. God bless you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Everyone who raised your hand, do you mind just doing it one more time? Everyone who raised your hand. Yeah. God bless you, buddy. Another, I didn't see it in front of there. Yep, gentleman there. Yep, God bless you over there. Just checking. I can I see everyone. Okay, so what we're going to do, we're going to pray together right now. Can we all pray? I want you to, those of you who raised your hand, I'd love you to pray this out loud. We are all going to do the same with you. And if anyone else didn't raise your hand, but something's going on in your heart, you pray this prayer for the first time or for another time, I would love you to let somebody know, let the person that you came with know. You'll see, you'll see, you'll see probably I think you have people out in the foyer. Just let, yeah, let somebody know. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you that he died for me to give me life. And right now, I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry I've ignored you and live life my own way. But today, I choose your way. I thank you that you love me and you have great plans for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great decisions. Well done. Good on you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'd love us all to stand. Now, you may have recognised yourself on the road. Anyone recognise themselves on the road? Yeah. I want us to keep our eyes on Emmaus. We're heading to Emmaus, the place of revelation. I just had a picture then, that waterfall that I saw, that vision, I just saw it here. Just, it's like, like the backdrop, right from wall to wall, across the back was this waterfall, waterfall. Prophetic revelation. But I think it's really important for us to be teachable. For us to be teachable. It's been an interesting season, the expectations people have had of each other, of their pastors. Poor pastors have had to be in everything from medical experts to political activists to all this. It's been crazy. <laughs> but Lord, we want to be taught of the Lord. We want to be taught of the Lord, every single one of us. 
So I just love you to lift your hands to Him. I want you to open up your hearts to the Lord and just recognise right now, just do business with Him and say, Lord, I can recognise. Yeah, I'm still, in, I'm still in stage one. Help me, Lord. Help me to stop conversing and reasoning. Some of you are just tired of that. You're tired. You know it's not fruitful. And, and some of you just need to like, you know, cut off some people. Uh, you know, like you just, or just tell them, I can't watch that stuff anymore. I just can't listen to that stuff anymore. You know, some of you just need to perhaps, you know, shut an email box or just go off social media for a time. You know, just, just to help you get out of that place of conversing and reasoning to come into the place where you're corrected and adjusted. And for those you're corrected and adjusted and you're getting hungry, you're getting, oh my gosh, Lord, I don't even think I know You like, like, I, like I need to know You. Father, I thank You right now that no matter the stage, no matter the part of the journey, I thank You, Father, right now for Horizon Church, every person here under the sound of my voice, every family that calls this place home, every person, Father, on the team, Pastors Brad and Alison, Lord, the team, the board. And I thank You, Father. Oh God, I see them being baptised in humility. I see a baptism of humility. That there will be a, a knowing in the courts of heaven and in the streets, streets of this earth, that these people are a humble people that these people are a teachable people. And Father, I see, I see, it's, it's like a track, like a train track. And, and, and coming on this track is, is, is this goods train. It's a goods train with lots and lots and lots of, of, of like uh, storage cars, wagons. I don't know what you call them, but you know what I mean? Those, those goods like in WA somewhere, you see them coming from the country, they're just, they're just full, full, just long, long. And I'm just seeing car after car after car. And it's full of revelation. It's full of spiritual stuff. It's full of something new. It's full of all you need for your next season. It's full of the, the manna of the Lord. It's full of all that you need personally, collectively, Father, I thank You. And tracks, tracks, tracks. It's coming in on the tracks of Your praise. The Lord says You have been sowing in praise and worship. For even over the last four years, says the Lord, there has been a sowing and a tilling and a turning over of the soil. And with Your praise and with Your worship, You have been laying tracks, tracks in the Spirit, for which You have not even noticed. You've not even been aware and coming in on those tracks, says the Lord, is coming a delivery. There's coming a delivery. There's coming spiritual substance. There is coming spiritual stuff, stuff that you know not of. The Lord says, open up your hearts. Open up your hearts. Make space, make room. Start to assess and start to consider what do I need and what do I not need. Start to cull. Start to remove, start to make room in your heart for that which I am delivering. It's on its way. You're gonna hear, woohoo! You're gonna hear, woohoo! You're gonna hear the train coming, the train with the delivery, with the goods. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord. The train 
of prophetic revelation. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, God, we humble ourselves today. You are God and we are not. You are God and we are not. Holy Spirit, do business in our hearts. I thank You, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. We're getting ready, God. We're getting ready. <laughs> it's all gonna flow out of that place of revelation. What do we do next? It's gonna come out of that revelation. How's church gonna look? It's gonna come out of that revelation. The revelation of Jesus comes first and everything else will follow. Don't bypass the revelation of Jesus. Don't try to rush past that to get onto, but what do we do? No, no, that will flow out of who He is. So Holy Spirit, I thank You for touching each one here today. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.